Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking a Classic with JCD. I am your host, John JCD Dimaselli. And as always, we are brought to you on the PWP Nation Network. You can check out PWP Nation on Twitter at PWP Nation. You can check out the website, pwpnation.com, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWP Nation. You can follow me on Twitter at NYC1219. You can follow the show on Twitter at KITCWJCD. You could follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash kicking a classic with JCD. And you could email the show kicking a classic with JCD at yahoo.com. As far as PWP Nation goes, check out the Aletto show every, every week on Apple Podcast or on Patron. You could donate as little as a dollar or donate as much as you want. So now that the bills are paid, this week for our second season's fourth episode and tenth overall, we're going to look at the backstage clusterfuck that was the top matches of WrestleMania 13. It's traditionally the grandest night in the World Wrestling Federation. WrestleMania, the great spectacle, the granddaddy of sports entertainment. A magical night where dreams become reality, where legends stand immortal, where incredible feats of athleticism are indelibly etched in the annals of time. But this year, a tempest engulfs utopia. This year, clouds of hatred and anger have eclipsed the heavens, shed darkness upon the gods. We've watched as our heroes step down from their pedestals, witnessed malicious attacks by a depraved nation, beheld the dark, disturbing flashes from a once benevolent force. Tonight, three determined men unite to wage war against an evil nation. Their battleground, the cold, unforgiving streets of Chicago. Tonight, two giants appear willing to shed their noble armor, to embrace their dark side, to possess the coveted gold. And tonight, two angry young men destined to destroy each other will endure intolerable pain in a brutal submission match. It's WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals, the greatest night in sports entertainment. It's supposed to be a night of celebration, a time to rejoice. But tonight, none of these men are smiling. And now, WrestleMania 13. So the event was held March 23rd, 1997 at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois, for an attendance of just over 18,000. And this is when... You know, it wasn't the official start of the Attitude Era per se, but you could see the product was starting to take a turn, especially the Go Home Raw, which was headlined by, 
Sid versus Bret Hart in a steel cage. You had Undertaker trying to interfere to protect his title shot at WrestleMania. You had Steve Austin trying to interfere to turn his match with Hart into a title match. Which, if you really think about it, that's genius booking. Why wouldn't Undertaker want to protect his match? Why wouldn't Steve Austin want to try to turn his match into a title match? It was such a great story being told. It made no sense as to why they haven't done that again. You know, when they have these champion challenger matches, the most recent one I could think of, and there was probably more, but the most recent one I could think of was that Triple H Dean Ambrose match at that network special. I think Roadblock it was called. Why wouldn't Roman Reigns want to keep his match with Triple H a title match? And why wouldn't have Brock Lesnar wanted his match with Ambrose to have been turned into a title match? I, I it, You know, it's one of those things that work. Plus, it's famously known for the Bret Hart promo pushing Vince McMahon to the ground, cursing, and pretty much starting what would be the heart heel turn. Now, obviously, the event is known for the submission match between Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin with Ken Shamrock as the referee, the bloody Austin face leading to the pass out, and the double turn between Hart and Austin. However, that was not the original plan at all, as there were multiple moving pieces that caused, you know, a lot of issues. Well, actually, it wasn't multiple. Well, multiple pieces were moved, but it was one big piece that pretty much turned this entire card upside down. And, you know, and, and doing the research for this show, you know, you would think WrestleMania 8, WrestleMania 32, those were some of the most rebooked WrestleManias of all time. However, you know what? You quietly look at it, and WrestleMania 13 is right there. And at a time where... The Monday Night Wars were still in their earliest stages because you got to remember again, this is early 1997. WWE, if Shawn Michaels doesn't pull the shit he pulls with his knee and he may have to retire and he lost his smile and he's just, I want to go home. Um, I mean, this card could have been a million times better than what it actually was. I guess. To really understand, I guess we got to go back to Survivor Series 96. And what happened at that show was Stone Cold Steve Austin faced Bret Hart for the first time in Hart's comeback match. And Shawn Michaels is challenged by Sid for the WWF title, which was originally supposed to be Vader in all the original Survivor Series advertising here in New York City. For whatever reason, they go with Sid. Sid beats Michaels in a building where if New York City had the chance and I was at this show, we would have burned Michaels alive on 34th Street. MSG wanted no part of him. He got booed every time he was shown on the screen, even during the title match. And Sid's working like a heel. Um, he even hits Jose Lothario in the chest with, with the camera. They do the, you know, did Lothario have a heart attack angle? And MSG is cheering for Jose Lothario to have a heart attack in the, in the middle of that match. Um, so, you know, the seeds were planted. Then Michaels comes out. He kind of cuts like a little more of an edgy promo. His attitude kind of changes. His persona, you know, is starting to get a little darker with the dark clothes, the beard, you could tell where Michaels was headed. Bret Hart, after beating Stone Cold Steve Austin, gets the title shot at Sid at In Your House. Michaels indirectly cost Hart 
the match. So you can see where we're headed. Enter the Royal Rumble. And it's announced that Michaels will face Sid in the rematch at the Alamo Dome in Texas. The original plan was Michaels was going to turn heel. He was probably going to win the title, but he was going to turn heel. With the mindset being that we were setting the stage for the Hart-Michaels rematch at WrestleMania, and this time Michaels would be the heel. Apparently, and in a, in a time when this can only happen to Sean, about 48 hours before the match on Friday, Sean, quote-unquote, comes down with the flu. And it's even a question mark whether or not he can make it to the Rumble. Well, Vince calls off the heel turn... And lo and behold, Sean is able to get to the Rumble, work the match, win, win the title, all that fun stuff. Um, watching that match, I mean, you could tell there was something wrong with Michaels. I, I don't think he faked having the You could tell. Even like they do the thing where he's walking down the hallway with Lothario, and you could just tell. He, he looks like death. So I'm not saying he didn't have the flu, but it's just convenient that... Michaels gets the flu right when he's about to turn heel, and they call off the heel turn. So, okay, that's fine. The stage is still set. Despite Austin, you know, stealing the Rumble win, you could tell they were going to get to Hart Michaels somehow. Vader beats Undertaker earlier in that show, which would tell you, again, this ain't the last of that feud. Now we get to Raw Thursday. Because Raw used to get preempted for the Westminster Dog Show. So we go into this live Raw. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to say it was in Connecticut. Um, and Michael Sid, the rematch from the Raw Rumble, was supposed to headline that show. Now you got to remember this is 1997. There is some internet, but there is nowhere the internet there is today. Some news got out, but nowhere near the extent it gets today. And that show was supposed to go on at like 8 o'clock. And I want to say I remember this because you had, you know, you were on AOL and you had WWE.com and you had a couple of news chats. You even had like a wrestling chat room. And around 1 o'clock, someone posted a chat in the AOL wrestling chat room that Michaels is injured and the match with Sid is not happening. And. You know, again, there's no internet the way there is today, so everybody's skeptical. We get to Raw, and you could just tell the minute that show goes on the air, something is wrong. Vince is off. JR is off. Even Lawler's off. So we get to Vince announces what's going on with Michaels, and they really made it out like this... You know, Michaels has a knee injury, and they really made it out like this knee injury was career-ending. Like, this this was it. Michaels was done. That was it. So, we all know the speech. I'll put it up on the Facebook and Twitter page after the episode is posted. Michaels gives the speech that his knee is shot. It, it's, you know, he's been working in pain for so long, and he's going to relinquish the title and he lost his smile, and he just wants to go home. So now, the whole title situation is a clusterfuck because the main event of 
In Your House Fatal 4-Way was supposed to be Brett, Vader, uh, Sid, and Undertaker to see who was getting the shot for Mania, which Brett would have won. Brett wins. Now it turns into, well, it's not going to be for the shot at Mania. It's going to be for the title. Brett wins, and now Brett's the champion. Okay, this kind of makes no sense. I'm sorry, Sid was not in the match. I, Austin was the was in the match. It was Austin, Hart, Sid, and Vader. I'm sorry. I, you know what it was? The fake Diesel being technically the one of the last four guys in the match threw me off there for a minute. Um, but you could tell. Okay, Hart's not gonna go to WrestleMania with the title, is he? So, you really didn't know. So, the following night on Raw, it was announced Sid was getting the winner of Fatal 4-Way. Okay. Hart wins the match. Sid's got the shot on Raw. Sid beats Hart. Undertaker shows up, officially challenging Sid. Austin cost Hart the title. And, okay, you could kind of tell where WrestleMania is headed. However, that was not what where we were supposed to be headed. So now you've got, and over the course of the next couple of weeks, you would get, you got the tag team turmoil match, you got Triple H and Goldust, you got Rocky Maivia defending the Intercontinental Championship against the Sultan of all people, you got the six-man tag between the Nation of Domination, Ahmed Johnson, and the Legion of Doom, you got Owen Hart and the British Bulldog defending the tag titles against... Mankind Invader. You've got Brett versus Austin in a submission match with uh, Ken Shamrock as the referee, which made no sense because Austin hadn't used a submission in probably at l- almost a year. I mean, if the phrase random mania ever applied, it was what this show ended up being. However, that's not what it was supposed to be. The actual card for this show, the original, original version of this show, had... It still had the, the tag team turmoil match. It still had Triple H and Goldust. And it still had the Nation of Domination against Ahmed Johnson and the Legion of Doom. But then listen to this card. It was going to have Owen and Rocky for the IC title. And if you, know, if you don't think that wasn't a plan, six weeks later, not even, Owen beats Rocky for the IC title randomly on Raw. You were going to have Austin against the British Bulldog. That feud had been building up since pretty much December. And they never had a single one-on-one match on any type of TV until after Austin had turned face. You would have had Mankind against Psycho Sid, the Undertaker-Vader rematch, and then HBK and Bret Hart, the rematch for the title. Where did this go wrong? Shawn Michaels' knee was balky. No, it wasn't. Michaels refused to put Hart over again. That was always the plan. Numerous stories have said that was always the way it was presented. When the Iron Man match happened a year earlier at WrestleMania 12, it was said that as long as Brett re-signed with the company, Sean would put Brett over at WrestleMania 13. Brett re-signed with the company and was under the impression that Sean was going to put him over. That's where the quote-unquote minor knee surgery stuff started. That's where the I lost my smile stuff started. Because Sean didn't want to put Brett over and give him back the belt. And of course, in Sean's mind, Brett never wanted to give him the belt in the year prior. 
So Sean now felt he was in an opportunity to strong arm Brett and not give Brett back the belt. So what does Sean do? Screw you, Vince. Screw you, Brett. I'm going to take myself out of the equation and claim that my knee is shot and all this stuff, and I'm going to go home. Yet miraculously, on the go-home Raw to Mania, who shows up on Raw but Shawn Michaels, and he's walking and prancing around just fine. Michaels even shows up during WrestleMania 13 to do commentary on the main event. Sean was a spoiled brat. He was an asshole. And this was, quote-unquote, the old HBK that doesn't exist anymore. But this was it. Imagine what this company could have done with that WrestleMania as far as turning the tide quite possibly a year earlier on WCW. I think that WrestleMania, if it could have happened the way... You thought it might. Had Michaels not pulled his bullshit. You might have been in a great position. Now of course the trade off is. You don't get the moment with Austin and Hart. And you know a lot of people. Probably myself included. Will tell you. Is that nothing could replace that moment. And you are probably 95 and a half percent right. But I wonder if you probably still kind of could have gotten there with Austin had you not run the Austin Hart match right away. You would have probably not had to turn Hart heel because Sean would have been such an obnoxious asshole leading into the match that people would have probably still cheered Hart. Austin probably, I don't know how crowds would have been with Austin Bulldog. I think people were waiting for Bulldog to turn face, but that was more so because of Owen. Um, I think Austin just would have been a peg in that story that Owen probably would have cost Bulldog the match. Bulldog still could have won the European title. If you look at spring and summer 1997, most of what happened or was could have happened at WrestleMania that year Still happened. Like I said, Owen Hart still gets the IC title from Rocky. Bulldog still carries the the European title. The only thing that might have been in flux was you probably would have had to take the tag titles off Owen and Bulldog. And instead of putting them on Austin Michaels and then Austin Dude Love, maybe, you know, Doug Furness and Phil LaFon, who came in like gangbangers after um, Survivor Series... But I'd lost some steam. Maybe Furnace and LaFon could have gotten the belt. Maybe they could have done a thing where Austin would have came in and stunned Bulldog. And Furnace and LaFon could have won the belts. And then Furnace and LaFon could have defended the titles in the tag team turmoil match that opened the show. And then, you know, Brett, Sean. I mean, I guess Brett could have won the title from Sean and then still turned heel. Undertaker would have been Undertaker. I mean... Sid would have been Sid. I guess the only question would have been then, what would you have done with a heel Sean at that point? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if... Do you go the Degeneration X card that soon? Was Degeneration X even on the table? You know, there's a lot of, you know, looking back at what could have happened versus what did. And, I mean, bigger picture-wise, WWE probably worked... It probably worked out for WWE in the end, but... They probably could have gotten there 
if you don't want to tell me a year sooner, I think they might have gotten there possibly six months sooner. Or if you want to tell me, well, John, you know, everything you just said doesn't happen. Maybe they get there six months later and maybe they don't have that six months. That's very possible too. But it's just amazing what one selfish individual caused. And, you know, Sean could sit here in these interviews later on and say he wasn't trying to leave. He wasn't trying to go to WCW. Let me tell you something. I was king of the hotlines during that time period, okay, trying to find out everything. Sean was doing everything in his power to go to WCW. There's even a picture taken in the summer of 97 that has Sean wearing an outsider shirt. There's the old urban legend that Sean supposedly, Raw and Nitro were in similar areas. And supposedly there's a story that Sean left Raw to try to go to Nitro. And, you know, luckily Bischoff had the, you know, the common sense not to put him on TV. Or else Vince probably would have owned WCW just by suing Bischoff for putting Michaels on. But, you know, it's amazing. I, I would love to see in some comments... If you listen to the show or some feedback, if the second WrestleMania card would have happened had Sean not pulled his shit, where do you think the company would have been coming out of that show? And could you still have gotten to where you got to eventually with Austin, with DX, with with Hart, you know, with all those guys, you know? So it makes for a great and interesting debate topic and... I hope to have the conversation, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook, Messenger, whatever, with as many of you as possible about what you think of where this would have taken WWE at the time. So for, for this week, thank you for listening. Again, I am your host, John J.C.D. DiMaselli. We will be back next week with another episode. This is going to be a little bit different, and I kind of scheduled this coming off the hype of it as far as coming off the vice episode but next week in episode five for season two and it'll be our 11th episode overall we're gonna look at owen the owen hart situation but through bret hart and what he was doing in wcw and what he lost as far as the company goes and what was being done with him at the time as far as what had happened when Owen passed and what it led to for him. So again, I am your host, John JCD DiMaselli, and on behalf of Kicking a Classic with JCD, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.